Hello, and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy! My guest today is Tara Osterling, and she is a freelance writer and the founder of Sudden Right Turn. I'm so excited to dive right in with you, Tara. I really appreciate your style and your fun and funky attitude, so I can't wait to learn more about you. Good morning. Good to see you. You too. You too. So share with us a little bit about your love for words and when you decided that this was going to be your full-time gig. Wow. So my love for words, I mean, that started as soon as I could read, really. Um, you know, the, the first book I read, I still own. It's uh, Hop on Pop by Dr. Seuss. Oh, that's so and, cool. And, you know, Dr. Seuss is, is just had such a way with words, you know, that sounds like a cliche, but we all have read Dr. Seuss and the way he manipulates language and invents language in a way. And that I think that really appealed to me as a child as, as it does to all children. And, uh, you know, and, and from there, it just, it just took off. I've always been writing and playing with words and, you know, and as an adult, really sort of honoring words, honoring the power of words and, and what they can do. Um, you know, they can, you know, make a, 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 a big, topic small right in front of you and they can also take a topic that nobody's paying attention to and vault it out for the whole world to see and take notice of and and so how i how i came to be as far as making career out of writing and and using words is i always worked words and writing into every job that i've ever had and Finally, about it was just about ten years ago. I was thinking about it this morning. It was ten years ago this summer? I decided, you know what? I want to. I want to write for a living. I, I I've been doing these other jobs over time, and I want to do something for myself. And so I made a, a three-year plan that I then executed about six months early. But the time was right. The universe showed me the door, and that's when I, I took it. And so I've been freelancing full-time for a little over seven years now. Wow. Congratulations. That's incredible. Yeah, I love it. And really, I see so many people that need your services. And I would love it if if you could talk to listeners that have maybe have never even thought about what the process would look like if they hired a freelance writer, or even if they're the right person for a freelance writer. I think sometimes people feel they need to be like a bigger business in order to get help with their copy. And that's just mm-hmm. not true. So I would love it from your perspective, um, like lay it out for a newbie. Like what's it look like and, and who's a good fit for you? So what it looks like is you have some story you need to tell and you're having trouble articulating it. Um, You know, lots of people have websites that need content or they want to have a blog or a newsletter or, you know, some communication that they want to have with their audiences and their audiences could be employees, they could be um, colleagues, they could be their clients, 
And you know, the, the act of taking the story that's inside your head and making it into uh, something palatable for others to consume, that's the hard part. You know, everybody <laughs> knows what their own story is. I, I tell clients all the time, I, I can't make it up. You have to tell me what it is. And then I do that translating. I make it into something palatable. So how that works is interviewing. You know, that's if, you know, I had a, a superpower, I guess that would be it. It's interviewing. It's just asking the questions and drilling down and getting people to tell me what their story is. And people use that word story over and over and it sometimes becomes a tired term, but it's true that everybody has a story. It's the big story of their life. It's the small story of whatever it is they're trying to promote or sell or just get out into the world. It's all a story and it's all words that have to tell that story, you know, unless you're doing video or something like this. So so that process is first I find out, okay, what is this project that you are having trouble articulating? I find out what, what that is, just the parameters logistically. And I think about, okay, well, what, what would it take to tell that story? And, and it takes that person telling the story to me first. Yeah. And that's how I lay it out. You know, I, I just say to people, you know what, explain this to me as if you were talking to somebody at a cocktail party or at a barbecue or or you're even with your out with your best friends having cocktails you know tell it to me like you would tell it to them and that immediately makes it casual for people you know i don't i don't want the 60 second elevator speech of how yeah. it is they do i don't want that i want what you tell your friends that you're doing and from there, you know, it's a conversation. The interview becomes a conversation. You know, I do have set questions, you know, depending on what the project is and what they need to do. So I will have some set questions, but I like to make it organic. I like to just see, you know, what do they tell me? And they'll often tell me some detail that they think is no big deal. And, and that's probably my favorite part of the process is people tell me something they think is no big deal, not important, weren't even going to bring it up. And I latch on to it because that's the one, that's the detail. And, and that's a very exciting moment where I have, I have almost a, literally an aha moment that I'll actually say, oh, all right, you know, that, tell me more about that. And they always think that's not the most interesting part. And I love it, that. It is. I love that. And, and, yeah. and that is a superpower in itself. Like you said, like it is so powerful to be able to know the juicy bit that you're confident that their audience is going to just eat right up and gravitate to. So um, I like the fact that you distinguished between kind of like a story and sharing those personal details versus just kind of like bullet pointing through features yeah. and benefits kind of a thing. Yeah. And I'm wondering if, if in, um, from your perspective, why is it important to share your personal story or your personal connection to your product and services oh. with your audience? Well, that's a that's a great question, and you know, as a side note, I do always need that bullet points. I need that that information to, for a framework to build around. But the important stuff that makes it interesting. So, so the way I can answer that question best, and you use the word that I like to use, connect, and and I and I'm latching onto that because I only just figured this out in the last six months or so that I'm a freelance writer, but what I really do is connect people, and that story is a connection okay so 
the story that you're telling me connects us. We become connected by it. Then I take that story and I'm looking at it, I'm listening to it, I'm waiting for the hook that's going to be what I can use to help you connect to your audience, your, your reader, your client, whatever that, that audience is. And so then I'm connecting you with those people. So it's all about connecting people and, and in the end, creating ambassadors for who you are. Yeah. It's, it's just about being yourself and, you know, not you know, straying from that script, not just sticking to that 60 second speech, but really revealing who you are and why and how. Yeah, really peeling back the layers. I love that on a lot of different levels. Definitely connection for sure. And we learn from stories, like really throughout history, we've yes. learned from storytelling. And that really helps people to relate to you. And it connects those dots because people can listen to your story and go, wow, me too, yes. or get inspired or just take a step closer to you. I also love that you talk about converting audience members into ambassadors. And I think that story has such um, an incredible power to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if, if someone is just like even trying to collect their own thoughts or their, put in, into context what that means for them. Like what could they practically do if they're even just brainstorming, even to prep something for you? Like how can they dig deeper into their creative mind and come up with ways to make ambassadors out of their audience? Wow. All right. So, you know, they really have to think about what it is they're delivering for people. So, you know, a trick that, that I use when I'm out networking, and I've had people steal this trick, and I, and I say, have at it, because it works, uh, is rather than saying, this is the product that I deliver, I talk about what I've been working on in the last week. Mm, nice. So that really brings it to you know a focus of i'm a person and this is the work that i'm working on and the product that i'm producing and the people that i'm producing it for and their audiences and it humanizes it so i would say you know if somebody needs to to put pull that information together they're getting ready to talk to me or, or to anyone they need to pull that information together it's more about thinking about what it is you're doing for people you know what That's it is good. they're doing in the end out out of the work that you're doing with them that is a really juicy tip especially in the network um, environment because you talked about like an elevator pitch right and we're all kind of trained by the expert to have our 30 or 67 you know 30 or 60 <laughs> Yeah, second elevator yeah. pitch, right? Memorized. And it's really interesting. I think I've fallen into this too. It's like you memorize it and then you just like spit it out. Like it's, you know, like there's almost no emotion to it because we've, it. It. we've said it over and over and over again. So I love the fact that you've just flipped that on its head and it's just like, just yeah. be human. Talk about how you helped people mm -hmm. that week mm -hmm. or, you know, I think also the, um, the use of examples is such a great yes. way for people to go, oh, I get it now. You know, yes. we're so close to our own title and what we do that sometimes we don't realize it comes off as jargon or it comes off as like the person we're talking to is so glazed over. They're like, okay, I'm going to just smile and nod because I really no clue what you actually do. <laughs> That's it, exactly. That, 
and that's exactly how I seized on this idea is so many times I spit out that 60 second speech and I would get exactly that blank stare and that very polite smile and <laughs> nodding and I realized you don't really know I say oh, I'm a freelance writer blah 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 you really don't know what I do so I just that's when I started saying well this is what I've been working on this week and then people get it they automatically get it and, and again that's about creating a connection with people absolutely and do you think solopreneurs just like teams of one can benefit from having like expert eyes come in their world and help them shape their like you said web content or blog strategy like when are they too small to benefit from a freelance writer oh you're never too small i mean i i work with a lot of solopreneurs that you know we all have our gift in life, right? So, you know, whatever they're working on is their gift that they need to focus on. And especially being a solopreneur, our, our time is so important because there's nobody else doing the work. It's just us. So what they need to do is think about, all right, we're all DIY. We all want to do it ourselves. That's the name of the game being a solopreneur. But you have to stop and say, can I do a better job by handing this off to somebody who this is what they do all the time. Just like I want somebody to hand off to me what, what I do for a living for, to, to help them and to grow my business, I do the same thing. Hand off those things to somebody else. So um, yeah, really a, a company of one is fine for me to work with and you know, on up to larger companies. But it's, it's really, it, the person has to, they have to know themselves that it's time to do it because that's yes. something I've run into. It's hard to convince somebody that they might need help from a professional like myself because they, they are in that DIY mindset and want to do it themselves. Absolutely. And, you know, I've always had that kind of mindset for years. I've been an entrepreneur for 28 years. And for the bulk of those years, it is like cook chief and bottle washer, you're DIYing everything. And that's great up until a point, you know, and then at some point you realize I'm really out of my zone of genius here and I'm sucking out all of my creativity and wasting stress and frustration and time when I could have just, like you said, employed a professional to just help me. And it's amazing how much motivation and inspiration you can get when you actually see something come to life and that you're super proud of that you didn't have to like bang your head against the wall or want to throw your laptop out the window to get, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. yeah. So, yeah. Once you have a taste of it, like it's mm -hmm. amazing. Like once I started like asking for help and employing professionals, mm -hmm. I was like, why didn't I do this earlier? Like once you have a taste of it, you're like, okay, cool. And you find creative ways to come up with the budget to employ that because you know all the space that's going to be opened up when you stay in your lane and do what you're best at. So yes. that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I want to touch on a little bit when you talked about stories, having the power to connect people and to yeah. really have this like human experience and this way to engage and inspire. And I know for myself that I was very inspired by your backstory of being mm -hmm. a cancer survivor. Yes. I would love it if you could share a little bit about how you, you know, manage to still be this business owner and go through such a turbulent time and still come out on the other end, not only with your life, but with this like newfound passion to continue to do what you do. Yeah, well, it was, it was quite a, a journey for me. You know, um, when I was diagnosed, the very, very first thought in my mind was, 
wow, this is terribly inconvenient. Uh, it, it really is, you know, and all the plans that you've laid, you need to set those aside because other things are, are important, you know, regaining your health. And, uh, and I worked through it somehow. Uh, I, I had two surgery, surgeries within two and a half weeks at one point, and, and I was you know, and I had to sleep upright in a recliner for about a wow. month after. And I would go, you know, within a week of the second surgery, I would get up from the recliner after having my, my morning shower and then that exhausting me and going back to the recliner. And then I would get up and I would go sit at my computer for a couple hours and somehow worked. Somehow I did it. And, you know, the best way I can describe how, do I, how did I do that, I really don't know. But there's a great quote by um, Winston Churchill, and I believe the quote is, the only way through hell is straight through. <laughs> and you just do, you just do what you have to do uh, to get the job done. You know, it's, it's in my personality perhaps to, to meet deadlines and, you know, not, not let them go and, and to always do good work. And I guess, you know, what I would have to say is that, that, you know, talk about myself in the third person, but that, Tara in, in those moments who was doing it. I mean, that was the real raw person who just was not going to not get the job done. And yeah, I got the chills. I really do. And you're real you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's so interesting because those same exact personality traits, like perseverance and faith, and almost like really a diehard attitude you need those as a solopreneur too. And yeah. it's like, you can yeah. draw on those exact same qualities to get you through. And you just, I love it. I mean, you have to be dedicated and determined. It is not a cakewalk, you know? <laughs> and I think that that's so important to be like really transparent about because today when you can scroll through on social media or, you know, take a look at people that it's like, make your six figure launch in yeah. two weeks, you know, it's bullshit. It yeah. really is. And it's like, I just, I love when we can peel back the layers and just mm -hmm. say, you know what, like there's hard work to be done. And I'm not, I'm not paralleling, but I'm kind of paralleling the, the story that you had, the trajectory of those same qualities of like dedication and discipline and faith and perseverance. And also that integrity of like, I've got deadlines. I have people yeah. that are depending on me. Mm -hmm. It allowed you to rise above such a um, challenging physical thing, yeah. but it also makes you like a kick butt entrepreneur because now you're on the other side like yeah, you it. definitely i mean but you know to to be honest there was and this is a true of being an entrepreneur you know there was a lot of tears and you know a, a lot of dark spaces you know i just couldn't do it you know a lot of just sleeping you know i mean it's yeah. i did what i had when i was on i was on but then i had to turn it off and go concentrate on you know, having these emotions that I was having about what was happening in my life and, and allowing Absolutely. for that as difficult as that was. And that, that is a parallel as well, I think. You've got to allow for sure. space for everything. Did you share the process when you were going through it or did you wait until you were beyond it to reflect and then share? Uh, I shared after, you know, it was um, a, a good year and a half, almost two and a half years before I was comfortable really writing about it. And, you know, and a lot of people asked me, you know, well, why don't you write about this? Will it, will it help you? And I was, I was kind of combative about it when people would ask me about it. I would say, no, I don't, I don't want to waste any words on this. You know, I felt like I was putting so much into, into the illness and, and trying to 
get past it, recover from it, that I didn't want to waste any words on it. Uh, and I actually didn't write very much for myself at all for that almost two and a half year period. And then I reached a point where um, it was it was a, it was an odd feeling. It was about two two and a half years after my diagnosis. It suddenly occurred to me, oh hey, I didn't die, you know. And it wow. seemed ridiculous, but yeah, it, it really it hit me that realistically. Oh hey, I I did not die. And from that moment, I just kind of felt myself supernova is the best way to put it. And um, it all came rushing to me you know the writing came rushing back for me i was always writing for clients no problem but for me and i i got to work on what would become a very long form blog post um called cancer a retrospective you know so it was a retrospective and uh yeah and i, I spent a lot of time rehashing the whole experience um and of course it was very therapeutic for me and that's and what i was thinking i'm like i was just going to ask you was it a cathartic experience yes. for you Yes, you know, I really got a, I got a lot out. You know, I, I had to release a lot of it, and I was yeah. finally in a, a safer space to be able to do that. To really, uh, you know, feel all those feelings again, and and you know, when you go through when you survive something like that, you you go through times where you can't be in it. You have to back away from it, and you cannot be fully in it. And then there are times where you're in that space and you can do it. You can lean into it and you can feel all the feelings. It just depends on where you are. You know? Absolutely. It's such a personal journey, but I do like what I'm hearing from you and, and what aligns with my personal beliefs is that when it's so raw that it may be too soon to open yourself up and your vulnerability, like I'm all about vulnerable sharing, but when you're like in the trenches, you know, it may be best to just give yourself the space to, like you said, recover, heal, assimilate everything that's happening to you and what's changed, mm -hmm. um, you know, in your life over it. And then also just trust that when it's time to bubble up and share that it will happen naturally. You don't have to force it or try to be anything. Do you agree with that? It sounds like that was what you experienced. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you really have to be in that moment with yourself, whatever those moments are. And, uh, you know, for me, it was really taking really long steps back from, you know, when I was, when I was in it, I was all in it, you know, in the recovery and what I had to do. But then when I had to go and work, I had to step completely compartmentalize. That's what I had to do. I had to really compartmentalize. And whether that's a good or bad thing, I got really good at it. And yeah, I yeah. think it's a good thing. It sounds like you really struck a balance. And I think for any listeners that are going through hard times, no matter what they are, I think that that's really good advice as best as possible to compartmentalize. It's like you can plug in, you know, and do what you need to do over here and then like unplug and do what you need to yes. do over here just to Absolutely. kind of regroup and get your balance back, you know, as a person, as a woman and be whole again. Um, and then once that happens, the integration will be natural. You know, I don't think it's going to feel like a black and white type way of going through right. life, but right. I think it's a coping strategy when you're in hard times. And, you know? and people have to understand that it's okay that you can, you feel like, oh, I'm two different people. I'm this mess over here who's upset that they're going through this, but then I have to turn on and be this polished person over here to work. And yeah, that's exactly what you do. It's okay to do that. It's okay to be, for those two things to be true about you. Yeah. 
yeah. at the same time. That's a really good point. That's a really good point to give yourself a little break, you know, that it, 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 you can kind of lay down the fear of imposter syndrome when you're going through that, like you're going through enough, you know, yeah. you don't yeah. need to have that pressure added to you as well. Well, it yeah. is such an inspiration. I'm so glad that you used your voice and you shared that because Thank I'm you. pretty confident that the people that have read your story um, have been equally inspired as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think they, I, I've got a lot of good feedback from it when I posted it. And, and periodically I go back and read it. And even myself, I read it and go, wow, this is powerful. <laughs> even yeah, it's like it. a personal journal entry. It is powerful. It's incredible. So Tara, what is your big vision for Sudden Right Turn at this point in your life and in your trajectory? Wow, you know... I, I want to just keep doing what I'm doing as is, is basic as that sounds. I, I want to keep meeting people and helping them tell their stories. I want I, I want there to be as many people on that spectrum for me as possible. And as many different people, because that's really what it's all about for me is I want to learn the, the stories. I always want to hear a good story. So that's where I, I see myself is just continuing on this path can, and, you know, just doing the same thing I'm doing and, and, you know, it's probably fair for me to say that because of this experience that I had with cancer, it's kind of like, I'm just happy to be alive a lot of the times. And yeah. if I can keep doing this, I'm happy. Yeah, that's incredible. Because you kind of... Um well, you survived, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. just point blank. Um, did you find that you allowed yourself to be freer or to be more of who you are to experience like every last drop of joy on a daily basis? Like, did you dissolve fear or like, I would love to know about that. I'm so inspired by like Phoenix wow. Rising stories and things that we've held ourselves back that we can mm -hmm. literally bust through. And sometimes it does take something as dramatic as cancer. Yeah. Or another life-threatening thing to say, yeah. you know what, I'm going to be who I want from this point forward and have no regrets. Absolutely. So authenticity, you know, and that, that's another word that's become a more of a buzzword and can feel tired sometimes. But, you know, I've always felt that I've been very authentic in my life throughout my life. And then when I, when I had cancer, I, I feel like it, burned off a whole other layer to me mm -hmm. and exposed me in bold that I became even more myself. And yeah, I just, I can't not be myself, you know, I, and that definitely is something, you know, when I say I owe cancer or anything, you know, but that's definitely something I can attribute to having the gone through that experience it just burns off so much stuff you don't need and you know and being authentic um, really allows me to again connect with people better because when I walk into a room or a networking meeting or a lunch you know I'm walking in with you know um, in my jeans because that's how I'm comfortable in, yeah. my, in my van sneakers because, with the flames on the side because I like those and they're comfortable. With my hair purple now, with tattoos, I just, this is me. You know, I walk into all of these, you could say professional scenarios the same way because, yeah. you know, what I have figured out is people aren't, um, 
they're not buying my writing services. They're hiring me because they like me. And, yeah. and that's, I hold on to that. That's so, so valuable. I would love it as parting words of wisdom. If you could share with listeners a way that they can tap into being more authentic without having to go through a <laughs> hard right. to get there. Like you can choose to do that today. Like you can be your authentic, bold, wild, crazy, subdued, introverted, whoever you are, self yeah. today. Could you give us some pointers based on your experience and how we can shortcut that and bust through and, and be our best self today? Oh, wow. To really tap into your authenticity. Um, whoever the people out there think you are is not who you know you are. So you have to, you have to, to be yourself and to be able to do that, you have to do the work to know who that is. And that work, you know, for me was, was almost a, a trial by fire. Um, for, for you, you know, it's really every day reflecting on who am I and what, what do I like? What do I like to eat? What do I like to wear? You know, even that basic stuff, you know, embracing the things that you like and that you want to do, not because somebody else has told you you should be doing this or encouraged you because it'll be better for business. You know, you gotta be yourself. And once you are yourself, um, people will gravitate towards you. You know, that's a strange experience that I had when I really went through that big supernova expansion is I would go out to networking events and people were coming at me in these rooms. And, and I, I'm an avowed introvert, so that was a little weird for me, and I didn't know where this was coming from. And it really came down to the energy that I was putting out there. So, so how would you change yourself in a day where you really can't change yourself in a day? But an experiment you can try is being very present to who you are, acknowledging who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to do, what you don't want to do, and owning that knowledge, articulating that story in your mind, because once you have that energy inside of you, you can't contain it. It will just leak out when you go out into the world. Oh, that's awesome. I absolutely love it. I know that our entrepreneurs are going to gobble that right up, especially as women, because we're, we've, we've been conditioned to be the caregiver. It's just a part of our DNA. It's a part of that beautiful side of being feminine and having that inside of us. But I think we can lose touch with those very basic questions of like, who am I? What do I like? What do I not like and actually give yourself permission to have your own opinion and to yes. share it and to use your voice. So I love it. That's amazing. How can people learn more about you? And uh, yeah, what's the best way to connect with you? The best way to connect with me is to find my website, uh, suddenrightturn.com, W-R-I-T-E, suddenrightturn.com. And you know, you've learned about me on there. You can read my blog posts. Uh, you can contact me through the contact page there. You can also find me on LinkedIn, of course. Oh, that's awesome. And I love the fact that you have um, a phraseologist hotline as like <laughs> a hot button on your website. I cracked up when I saw that. I absolutely love it. It's just like when you need your phrases written perfectly, like yeah. your hotline, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. 
Kara, you are a delight. And like I've said before, an inspiration. I'm really honored that you took the time to connect with me and to share your story and to encourage all of us to tap into our own unique authenticity. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was, it was my pleasure. And, and I'm so grateful you invited me to do this. Awesome. Until next time. Yes. Thank See you. Ya. Bye now. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.